Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. And I think this is very much the case. We, we keep on putting things off that we feel aren't important, but naturally they're having a bigger effect on us than we think we do. And the more that you can think about that, if they're on your list, that's a to-do list. It's not a must-do list. Change the name of what you've got on your top of your page and honour it. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Sharm and in this episode of Mindset Monday, we're chatting with life and property coach Jill McIntyre. With a trusty planner in hand, she details the importance of always knowing what your game plan is, even if the method is a little messy. Plus, she shares her tips to keep your mind in check and why and how we should all practice gratitude. While so many aspects of organization have gone the digital route, McIntyre remains loyal to the handwritten method. Her A4 planner allows her to write more than what she can on her phone, giving her the space to write down exactly what will be happening each day, week and month. I know exactly what I'm doing tomorrow. I know exactly what I'm doing next Tuesday, say for example. But everything that needs to happen in my day Every time it comes into my thinking or my emails or whatever I'm doing, I'm planning ahead continuously, even a month on if something needs noting or whatever I'm doing. With each of those that are listening, my question is to each of you, how good are you on the game plan? How are you on ticking your boxes on a daily basis? We can be very overcome with I'm running all day, I haven't got time, yes, this is what I need to do and we do the top two or three things that are very important and the bottom few keep on getting put off and off and off. Well, if they're important enough to you to be on today's game plan, why aren't you doing them? And, you know, I always say our game plan isn't our to-do list. To-do lists can be changed, they're the must-do list is on our game plan. And this game plan goes far wider where you can have it, where I know exactly what I'm doing on a daily basis or a weekly basis. But the other thing that I wanted to also share is if you're um, working with someone as, say, and we haven't touched on this either, Tyrone, where you've got a couple of people and you're working with someone else in a deal together, for example, You're both investing in deals, could be multiple deals. So as a joint venture partnership, how often do you get together and really plan what's happened over the last week that could be rejigged or done better or the outcome? 
how good are you at planning the week ahead of what actually needs to happen? What can Who's going to be delegating which jobs to who within the partnership of what you're doing? Because when we get caught up in the run of things, we forget about the nitty-gritty of it's just organised, that's what's happening. But if you know you're accountable for something, this is going to keep you on your toes that by the meeting next Sunday night at 7 o'clock when I'm meeting my partner, I've got to have an outcome that's, you know, working in our favour. So this comes into your game plan, a partner's meeting. Your daily tick list comes into your game plan. Timelines come into your top, your game plan. And if you're doing a development at the moment and it's being stretched and held up and councils, um, you know, taking longer than anticipating, um, anticipation, you've got to go back and rejig your game plan. What can you do differently? How's it going to do? How's it going to affect you? So instead of waiting for things to happen, anticipate being ready for them to happen. How important would that be, Tyron? Huge, huge, because the thing is, it allows you to pre-plan and prepare if you know different scenarios come up so you can actually move forward without having to, I guess, worry and stress too much because without a planned day, you plan. if you, if you plan, don't plan, you plan to fail. I'm very much the same as you. I, I have a A4 a spiral booklet, not a, a daily planner, but um, that's what I actually wanted to ask is how do you operate? Like, how does it look like? I'm just trying to visualize it. <laughs> it looks a mess. <laughs> but every, even with where I am today, I have appointments all during the day, obviously, for clients and different things that I'm doing. I set in my alarm on my phone the day before all of those appointments for the day. So my first client this morning was 8 o'clock and then what we're doing and just keep on going through for the whole day. So I set it for three minutes before I'm due to, to go into a session or meet someone or even when I'm going out after this one, I'm meeting another client at a coffee shop and so I've got half an hour before. My whole day is planned out with specific things that are very very important that I've got to meet that commitment at that time the lead up in between I start on emails and things that I'm doing at six o'clock in the morning and that's my time that's most productive without interruptions so it's when I get so much of the nitty-gritty little bits happening at that time because that works for me where when we're busy if we haven't got a game plan or a planner even in the column of my diary, I will put number one, two, three, four, five, six things that are real commitments that are set out in the day. I've got all those marked out in the, the diary. So it's very, very visual. This down. As soon as I have that particular session or client or appointment, I go and I put a, a vertical line beside that whatever I've done. At the end of the day... Um, whether it's your plan or your diary or whatever you're doing, I look for, I've got to have a vertical line down the column of everything that I've done. What's not noted, is it important that I've got to do it before I finish work or my head hits the pillow or 
can it be left tomorrow? And if so, it's not as important as what it was. But it's keeping me accountable. I honour that line down there. I honour what I've got in there. And so, and it's little things too. You know, email such and such to someone as a follow-up or whatever I need. All of those are in my daily planner. It's not just clients. It's everything. It could be working on strategies to move forward with uh, specific things I'm putting together a product at the moment and different directions and thoughts and my strategy and what outcome do I want to achieve by the end of the day. All of that goes into my diary because I've got to allocate time in between appointments and with what I'm doing and going from A to B. They're necessities. It's part of what I'm achieving. But I honour that line down the side as well. And it's done in all different coloured pens and it's very technicolour and it's colourful and it's a mess and no one else can understand it, but no one else has to understand it. That's right. It's for you. It's only for you. So you mentioned at the beginning, there's also things that um, we've got on game plan, which is the things that you commit to that you need to do. It's a must. But then there's these little nitty-gritty things that always sort of just fall to the waistline. And I'm, I'm, I'm very much, unfortunately, um, yeah, known, known for that as well. And I just keep putting off and putting off. How do you stop that from happening? Because I'm struggling with something like that at this point in time as well. Okay. So why are you putting them off, Tyrant? Because the other higher priority things are coming up and I'm getting them done first. But by the time I finish those, I don't have enough time to do the other smaller things. But how, how good would, it, would you feel if you could accomplish those, say, three little things every day? How good would it feel? Because the longer that you keep on extending them to another time, another time, another time, the more that you do that, you're just going backwards. And you have to, if it means, that's why I was saying before, if you're committing to what's on your list, You've got to have a damn good reason to put it on to tomorrow. Don't go to bed tonight until they're done. And I don't mean that everyone's got to work till midnight every night. Not at all. Because you'll soon learn that if you've got to work till midnight at night, something's wrong with your thinking. You've got to come back to your game plan. What's in it for you? Where are you going? What's the outcome that you're looking to achieve? Do you need to delegate? Do you need to handle some of the things that are taking you longer to achieve than passing them on to someone else that can do it better than what you can? Yes, it might come at a cost, but if you work out what your charge-out rate would be, it's not good bang bang for your bucks to be doing it yourself. And we've got to look at the bigger picture. We're in the game of growth. We're in the game of... I can do all of these things, well, I might be able to do them, but some of them will take me twice as long as others. And it's, it's for me, it's even little things like the bass, you know, I'll put it off and off, but I've got a deadline that it's, <laughs> I've got a deadline that it's, that's it. And yes, it's done two or three weeks because I commit to that's what it's got to be and do it and stick with it and it's done on that day. Now, I could put it off to tomorrow, 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 but my thinking is 
if I do it today, it's going to leave me open for the next two or three weeks before it's got to be paid. So hear how I'm flipping the thinking. doesn't make me excited to get it all out, Tyra, not at all. But it is a commitment that I'm doing because I can see while it's on the top of my thinking all the time, it's overloading me because it's in the background and that background is hard work and why even go there? So get it done because it's a priority by a certain date. So when I'm planning, say, the end of a quarter, I would do, say, in the week to seven days after the end of the quarter, I put in the diary, best to be completed today. And I work around that with clients and do whatever because clients or outings or whatever I've got fit in, but that best gets done on that day. Mightn't get finished on that day, but man, oh man, I can't stand the mess on the table. So by lunchtime the next day, it's gone. Yes, yes, I'm the same. And it, it, it's just a matter of doing it. Like, for example, there's a task that's here, which I know should only take me 10, 15 minutes to do. But, <laughs> you know, just other things get stuck. And I think what you suggested at the beginning or close to the beginning of this episode was, you know, maybe just how would I feel if I do two or three of these a day? Just these small little things can obviously just take them off the list. Tara, what's it going to take for you to complete that task before day's end at, say, 5 o'clock? As I said, one, one of these tasks, probably I can look at it just 15 minutes. I just need to do it before I, I finish the day off and um, not get interrupted. Don't pick up a phone, just do it. You know, I think that's the challenge I've, I was faced. And I think this is very much the case. We, we keep on putting things off that we feel aren't important, but naturally they're having a bigger effect on us than we think we do. And the more that you can think about that, if they're on your list, that's a to-do list. It's not a must-do list. Change the name of what you've got on your top of your page and honour it. Makes sense. <laughs> I think that's very, very powerful. Just this discussion has unlocked what I need to do to change the, the way I think about that because, yeah, it's it's been a mental burden, as you've said. You know, it's just extra weight on the shoulder for not necessarily needing when I could actually just go, okay, just get it done and um, if you put it off and put it off. For weeks, it just doesn't help. We don't have a day of completely doing all the little bits that drive us crackers either. You're able to spread these over um, over a week or your five days or whatever you work. Spread them out. And if you do one or two a day, and obviously some will take longer than your 15 minutes, so you might only do one thing that day that's in the little bit of the dribbles um, category, shall we call it, and do depending on the time frame say the best, um, I know it'll take me a few hours to do. And if there's a time that I need to handball it for someone else, fine. But it's not a big task for me because of what I do in the situation, I can handle it very easily. Coming up after the break, McIntyre explains the importance of timelines. It once again goes to onto my planner. Her tips on avoiding burnout. The other thing is we've got to remember that it's very easy to be stretched in our day. She shares what she takes five minutes to do every day. Now, I don't like doing it when I'm going to bed at night because the brain would be going at 150 miles an hour. And that's next 
I'm Tyrone Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. McIntyre takes the time to do her bass and finds that it helps her over the next quarter of the year. By doing this herself, it allows her to focus on the bigger picture for her vision. And yes, keeping it up to date is, I don't do it in between, but I'd certainly do it because that's, I don't have the, the flow of things like buying materials for dwellings every day and things like that. So mine's easy to manage, but it all comes down to the system that I've got in place that works for the benefits of the outcome that I'm doing. I like how what you said, reframing it, you know, actually the bass yes, something that we've got to do, but you know, you've reframed it to say, look, it's you can get excited because you actually get to see accountability wise, what are you doing, what have you achieved this quarter, etc. And you can actually use that to your advantage. So it gets the mind to go, okay, let's just do it. It'll be it's actually positive. But also too you know, we've talked in the past about intentions and goals and things like that. And it also with my my 12 months, my goal, my plan or what I'm income, what I'm growing, streams of income, things like that. It's also bringing me back to if it's X number of dollars and it's not meeting the mark of my quarterly growth plan, what am I going to do? What do I have to do to increase that? That once again goes to onto my planner. It could be on the planner just spending quarter of an hour for the next few days growing upon what I can do, how I can move forward, who do I have to see, who do I need to talk to, what do I have to do to believe that I'm on track and that would go in my planner that I've got to allocate that time to do. It doesn't go off till tomorrow because this is important, this is part of my bigger picture. So that's where my game plan is important. That's where my goals are important. But my goals, they can happen or not happen. I also realise the importance of working on timelines, working on what I can actually do to break my goals up to achieve them at a quicker or a more accelerated rate or a better outcome by working and bringing them into my daily plan not just letting fate happen and we'll see where it happens in nine months' time. I like to give them a push. No, of course, a good push, yeah. And, and that's that's the reason why having a game plan, a daily planner or weekly planner allows you to be to think it through carefully because, yes, it's so easy to go, okay, I've got this goal but then I'm just going to note down all the to-dos that but that gets lost. But until you actually strategically plan and see where your efficiencies are and put in a certain part of your diary and your day, then it becomes a very structured approach. And in actual fact, that structure, for me anyway, gives me a lot more freedom because at least I don't have to keep thinking about, you know, where do I have time, when do I do am I supposed to do this task, etc. I can actually just go ahead in action and then that allows me to have gaps, so gaps in my schedule to actually go, okay, I can actually squeeze in something else that I may need to do as well or take the time off, you know. So it's, it's something I've learning this year to be a lot better. I'm trying to take more time off this year as well too, you know, just trying to plan out, you know, every quarter to, t- to take a trip overseas or go interstate as part of that so I can have those kind of things blocked in. But if I didn't do it, which is what happened last year, I just kept working all the way through. 
and um, you know it wasn't good mentally as well too for me. So I think having this game plan is so so crucial, important. Well, I think this is part of the balance, and you know I think we all have our own levels of what we want to do in a timeout situation where yours is you know going away or going interstate or doing something with your family, and I think we need to plan this and do it and. It's very, very important to set those timelines ahead of time, whether it be just for weekends every two months, that you said a long weekend, go away. It could only be, and then, of course, a lot of situations will come in, well, this is going to take money, and right now I haven't got money. What can I do? But you deciding to do something that doesn't cost you a lot of money, um, you just get your creative juices working and start to happen that what you can do, because sometimes we need to totally cross out a day where we're in another headspace, where we're not taking business calls, where we're working on the balance that's so important in what we're doing. What we can do when we're in business, when we're doing what we do and love what we're doing, but at the same stage going through lots of ups and downs, during the challenging, as we've talked earlier, with interest rates and cash flow and things like that. We need to counterbalance that with being in a space where we can have it with family or we can go fishing or we can go and play, you know, foot footy or go to the footy or do something completely where you leave your phone, turn it off, put it on silent if there's work, if it's work-related. Mm, absolutely. See, I guess it, I totally resonate with that, Jill, of what you just said. You know, for me to get away is to go into the bush. You know, I go out to nature and just get myself absorbed in, and just go for a nice long bush walk. I've been doing that actually, committing to that every Friday, every morning, just to just lock off for many, many hours. And it makes a huge difference, not just only to um, my overall health being, but, you know, just the mental shift because it just switches my brain off from thinking about business and work-related stuff to actually go okay enjoying what god has given to us you know nature and what the beautiful surroundings and certainly you know around the corner from where i live i don't have to travel too far to get to beautiful locations for bushwalks so i think that's that's something that's so important that not just for me but for everyone else that they should actually consider those things yes we all found me like myself and busy with kids school <laughs> all that kind of stuff but just got to block it out yeah yeah, plenty of that to do. So just got to block it out and, and and basically, you know, block the time out to be able to go and do these things. Otherwise, you'll not get to do it. And that's what I've noticed in the past. So intentional, as you said, always be intentional on how you actually or when you want to do certain things, put it in the calendar or put it in the game plan. The other thing is we've got to remember that it's very easy to be stretched in our day. And when our stretched gets longer in its stretch, we become thinner and thinner in what we're trying to achieve or what we're trying to do. We're exhausted, we're tired, we're keeping on going. It is very, very important to give time and give back to yourself. And this is usually we're the last in line when there's so much on. And especially, say, in your situation, you've got a young family. There's commitments, there's all these sorts of things. I've been there, done that. I've got grandchildren kids and I pick them up, you know, quite a few days of the week from school, which I love. But this all goes into my planner even with that for the whole term. So I know exactly that at each point in where I'm going in a week, 
I've got to set time aside that I can go out and meet mates for lunch or things like that or go for things and do things that I want to do because we've got to have that balanced space. Little bit, as you say, every Friday morning you do it, but you come back invigorated. But the thing is, too, we're not good at doing it if we're not used to doing it. And congratulations, Tyron, for setting it aside. Because I'd say you haven't always done it, but how important it is of the outcome received. Huge, huge benefit. I mean, I only just started doing this a few months ago, but prior to that, I hadn't actually gone out to go for bushwalks as much as I would love to, but I made that commitment. And it was hard at first. You go, I've got other things I got to get done. But I said, nope, hop in the car, drive to the location. Once you get actually there and you know you start doing it you go oh actually it's been the best thing i ever to do so it changes they're the only ones that can do it and you know we get very caught up oh i just can't fit it in we've got family we've got kids sport we've got all these sorts of things but find the time you get up at five o'clock to find the time you've got to find the time if it means getting out of bed half an hour earlier or even quarter of an hour earlier to listen to some positive stuff there's plenty of stuff on youtube that's really motivational for a start or listening to a podcast you know one of your podcasts or something just to feed your brain of you're growing with every step that you're moving forward with this is so so important i totally totally agree i think i wanted to also just mention and i think this is important for all of us is that not only do you do these things as part of your game plan you mark off your to-do list but it's also important that we acknowledge um, what we achieve because sometimes it's great to get off and then move straight on to the next one and you just keep going and going it's like you know never-ending cycle but i think it's important to look at the big goals that you've achieved and to celebrate that as well well how important is it that we enjoy the journey and we value the journey we on we're on not just to look at the rewards as being at the end the important part and in fact the journey can be more exciting than what the rewards at the end you know, there's, we've, we've done gratitudes too and, you know, we're thinking on them where one of the guys that I have known for many, many years and admire and he does his three gratitudes every night and the last gratitude, he always puts it out there of how can I do and achieve a different and a more positive and stronger outcome to what I've already achieved today on that specific focus that he's talking about. Now, I don't like doing it when I'm going to bed at night because the brain would be going at 150 miles an hour when I'm trying to tell it to switch off and go to sleep. But it's challenging you if you even did that at 5 o'clock in the morning. What am I grateful for? And on the third one, what's going to support the growth within me to move forward in my stepping stone of whatever it is and put that challenge out to yourself every morning and that come in to just giving it five or ten minutes of doing a bit of brainstorming i love the idea of a mind map as part of your game plan in your bigger picture and i put myself if i'm doing it with myself or i'm doing it with a client for example i put in the middle me and i'm stick figure job i'm not good at drawing me stick figure in the middle and then from there I do all different balloons and if I'm doing it with a client for example it might be round streams of income how we can do now 
in these balloons all round with strings into the, the centre part. All of these balloons, I don't stop and think the viability or the possibility or can I do it or what do I do. I'm putting them all out there to work them out later on as the 80-20 rule to bring into the importance of what's going to give me 80% return for 20% of my time. It might mean that I'm not really, that's not my strength, but who do I know that can support me? So these are the sorts of things that doing your page of balloons and bringing them into the centre, but not putting restrictions in what you're putting into those balloons as well. Because as soon as our mind starts to shut us down and tell us we can't do something, we stop and we're limited to even putting it down into the balloon. So give yourself, yes, the big tick. This is your brainstorming. That's what brainstorming is all about. So allow yourself to think bigger during this process because I, 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 I'm typically the type of person who goes, okay, that's the solution. I'll just focus on that. But I think you're. I think the key thing is, okay, don't be restricted. So if you're planning a holiday, for example, think of the, the things that you want to do but also other things that you potentially have never explored before and you note them all down. And, you know, who knows? You might just go and for whatever reason go and visit and see or if there's somebody that you really want to see like a celebrity and stuff, write it down and see if you can try to find out how you can do it. It doesn't mean that you can't. I think how you can do it is important because when you stop and think, you know, one of them will be, I haven't got the money, I can't do it. So flip that on its head. So what and different ways can I find that are opening me up to that way of doing it? This is good for, your, you know, your balloons. Write in each balloon different ways to do it. And one of them might be a second job or one of them might be doing some support or going in or skill set or time that you can help someone with feasibility or whatever and it's opening you up to the possibilities rather than left to your own devices you go round and round the circle and go nowhere and you your little bits get put onto the next day and it doesn't doesn't happen and this is where it's a form of accountability that you honor what you're doing as I said with Having a joint venture partner, for example, who is a 50-50 share with you and you want to bring them in uh, moving forward and you keep each other accountable. But that that's a story for another day because you've got to pick the right joint venture partner that's like-minded to do it. But these are all thought patterns to put down and start to explore on. Thank you to Jill McIntyre, our guest on this special episode of Property Investory.